Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, Brandon Wound Pickups. Hey, everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled to death that you are listening to our show with us right now. Uh, there are three of us in the studio. We are glad to see each other, aren't we? Each other's. Yes. Oh yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. And then and then oh, what did I hear? On the line, we've got a very special guest. Who are you, special guest? I am Kurt Mangan. Beautiful. Hey. Of Kurt Mangan Strings. Perfect. <laughs> hey, that's a that's a really good name. Yeah. I like that. I'm glad good. that worked out. <laughs> Perfect. Much easier to get a trademark on that. Uh, that was available. That's amazing. It was available. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody, we are very excited and uh, honored to have Kurt Mangan on the show tonight. Um, he makes absolutely mind-blowingly good strings that. One at a time. And hey, if you're playing guitar, we all use strings. So this is going to be a good show for you to learn all about why you're probably going to want to pick up a pair or t- 10 a or pair? 20. <laughs> well, isn't it? A, it's a set. It's a, a set. set. A set. We, it's a pair. We, we, we think gross slots are pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, well, let's, let's get into uh, a couple things real quick. Oh, uh, by the way, as uh, we're motoring along in this lovely little boat we call the Guitar Knobs, can you tell people where they can check you out while they're listening? Uh, it's KurtMangan.com, C-U-R-T-M-A-N-G-A-N.com. That's right. And uh, you got a, a bunch of great stuff going on on Instagram, too. So go over there. Yeah, Instagram. I think I don't know. I, I uh, Samantha's takes care of, uh, of a lot of that. So yeah. Uh, yeah, good, good, good. Okay, we need to thank a few people in our announcements. And the very first thing, and those few people reside very, very, very far away. Tony, where? Do, who are these people? Roll! Road Mics, indeed. We need to thank Road Mics for supporting us in our endeavor here. Uh, they have provided with the Roadcaster Pro mm. and the Procaster Mics and the Articulating Arms. My favorite. That's right. Uh, this is some top-notch equipment, ladies and gentlemen, and we are very grateful to have them as friends of our show. So make sure you check out Road Mics. We also need to... I, I w- just wanted to bring up something. You know, we get users and uh not users but <laughs> we don't get users <laughs> well no us- well i don't know anyways we get listeners We're that's what judging. we get yes uh no judgment zone here and we have uh we've got our listeners and our patrons that send us all kinds of cool things about themselves and i wanted to feed talk about one right now uh this is from jason roush and he is a supporter of our show. And uh, he said, uh, hey, guys, glad to be part of the supporting crew. Well, we are glad, too, yes. over on Patreon. He said, I've been listening for about four months now. I am an RF systems engineering tech for Motorola. Mm. During the beginning of COVID crap, I was stuck at home waiting on calls to go to sites. I spent a lot of that time working on circuit board designs for my own company. Interesting. I wonder, I got to dig into that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, he says, including diving into effects uh, pedal designs and listening to uh, the backlog of, of your podcast episodes, I was immediately hooked. 
Us too. How uh, he said, honestly, I love that yous are well-rounded in many areas of guitar effects, amps, etc. That's really nice because you get different perspectives on various topics. Thank you very yeah. much. Um, and he just shared a couple of his pedals and stuff. Uh, he said, uh, I've definitely, I've been playing for about 28 years and I have a huge mix of gear. I'm definitely a pedal collector. And he says, I guess I have around, well, I won't mention the numbers because, you know. Yes. Wives um, may be listening. Right. Uh, some of my favorite are the Proco Turbo Rat. That doesn't often get mentioned. Not the Turbo Rat, no. Uh, the Jekyll and Hyde also yes. doesn't get mentioned, that's but a that's, good, a that's a great pedal. That's a great that's pedal. That's an oldie but a goodie. And the uh, Electro Harmonics uh, Small Clone, the Soul Food, the JHS Charlie Brown, and the MXR EVH Phase 90. There you go. That is a hard rocking uh, set of pedals right there. So thanks so much to Jason Rouch for sharing that with us. Thank and you. And thank you for supporting our show, Mr. Man. Huh. I have an <laughs> announcement to make. Yes, Jared's got an announcement to make. I've got these little tiny shows... And they are called Rewind Time with Brenna Want Pickups. So I get the little pickup from the customer, and I do a little short show about five to ten minutes long, and I show you before when it's broken, I fix it, and I show you that process, and then I tell you about the pickup when it's done, and it's a nice little show. You get to learn it something. It's great. I've, I've seen all the episodes. Oh, thank you. And I've got uh, three more ready to go oh, pretty wow. soon. So Excellent. Yeah, so that's rolling along, and I farted in here. Wow. Why? So just wow, to, that's a good announcement. So I wanted to let you know that I farted, and, and I'm Thanks. surprised nobody smelled it yet. I, so, well, he smelled it's it. It's got a it. lot of you to get through to get to us. So. Yes. <laughs> he, he's multi-layered up. <laughs> Anyways, um, Kurt, if you end up smelling something, just let us know. Yeah. We can right. take a quick pause. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and then uh, let's see. Why don't we uh, get on any? Tony, did you have anything? No, I have okay, nothing fantastic. to announce. I know you've got something very exciting to 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 talk about. I no, think I'm not going to talk. You're about not going to because you already did. In. I did show and tell. I like that. Okay, um, so we're going to get into what's going on in our music worlds this week. We're going to start off with Tony, and then we're going to hear what Mr. Kurt Mangan is doing in his guitar world this week. Tony Baloney hit it. Excellent. So um, this past week or so, um, I have been experimenting with um, some uh, uh, some poly repairs on guitars. Wondering where and, you're going to go with that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 if 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 you've ever done any finish work or repair work on poly finishes, you probably know it's not easy or fun. Mm. No. Um, but I found this product. That I'm gonna I'm gonna put on my highly recommended list. It's called Solarez, S O L A R E Z. Okay, um, and it is a UV cured, um, clear poly, and okay. it works. I I I wish I was skeptical at first. I saw some YouTube videos. People people are finishing entire guitars in this product, and you brush it on. You don't have to spray it. And it levels out, and you can either take it outside in the sun, and it cures in about 30 seconds. Um, or I actually bought a, 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 a pretty high-intensity UV flashlight that I, that I used to cure it, so you can control it a little bit more. Flashlight! <laughs> so <laughs> my question terrible. is, Sorry. you know, what, what kind of damage does it repair? Because some poly finishes, you know, on old Fender 
strats, you it the damage is underneath. Yeah, it well, just kind of separates they, from they, the body. And they do sell another product, and and typically on a on a on a repair like that, I would just uh, flood it with uh, with with liquid super glue, um, the, the thinnest stuff, oh. and let it get in there. But in order to build up the layers with super glue, uh, you either have to use a gel super glue, which gets um, anybody that's worked with a lot of super glue and especially with accelerator, what? you get the <laughs> you get like white edges. Uh, it kind of it does weird things. Um, the beautiful thing about this solar res product. <laughs> <laughs> You're high okay, from stop. the super glue. Stop, stop, sni stop sniffing glue over there, Todd. Or farting. Yes. Um, but this this actually builds, um, and you can keep building it. You know, like I said, within 30 to 60 seconds, wow. it is cured rock hard. Yeah, on the last episode, you were talking about how much that you were going to really have to be spending time on letting it do it on its own is going to take forever. So oh, that's yeah. great. So this, I, I, like I said, someone recommended this to me. I checked out some videos, um, on YouTube and I, it actually works. I mean, I, I will go on the record as saying I'm very happy with the product. It's like, I don't know, maybe $25 a pint. Um, and then, you know, $15 for a flashlight or you could just use the sun if you're somewhere that has actually sun, yeah, not like here in Ohio, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I will I will keep you posted. But I've been I've been I've used it on two projects, um, and it's filled in very nicely. Um, the bigger problem I'm having with poly finishes is a lot of import guitars. Uh, they finish the guitars in clear, and then they shoot the color on top of the clear. Really? So when you start sanding, mm -hmm. you sand through the color. So that becomes uh, a mighty big Interesting. pain. Yeah, so I don't know why they do it Someone trying to relic one of those is going to have a nightmare on their hands. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't relic a poly finish. No. Well, I'm sure people have tried. I'm, I know people have tried. <laughs> so that's my tip for the week. That's cool. Kurt Mangan, what's going on in your music world this week? Uh, working on a new uh, audio video studio. Wow, cool. Oh, that's and build and building lots of strings. <laughs> yes. Well, naturally. well, there is that. Yeah. That whole thing. <laughs> that's cool. So what are you doing with your I mean, obviously it's an audio video studio, so you're going to be doing audio video. Is there some specific reason that you're building that now? Uh it's as you know, I mean the the uh, videos, everybody's watching them and uh it's a it's a great marketing tool. Um but I, I think you really have to kind of set it up to where, uh, you know, we can do live shots from the factory. But I think on a lot of things where we want to actually have uh, good audio and, uh, you know, and, and good video. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I, uh, I want to do it to where that when I get home in the evening, I can relax a little bit and then go out and just work on it. So I'm building it out. I've got a, a, a shop out at my uh, house. So uh, I, it hasn't been used since we uh, moved out of it <laughs> when I first came out to Cortez. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of fun. So I've been buying gear and that's fun. <laughs> yeah. That is always fun. Yeah. That's really cool. You know, I, I will commend you on your, um, the videos that you have on Instagram, they're really engaging. It's like, I, I, I think I remember when I was talking to Tony, I was like, you came across as somebody that you, that I would very much like to just like, you could totally sit across and just have a sandwich and, and probably end up talking for a long time. And 
I think that that's nice to, to hear that from somebody in the gear world. Cause sometimes people are just, I look, I make stuff on my nose is down, get out of my way, but you're, you're really engaging. And I, I, I appreciate that as a, as someone who is out in the, in the guitar world exploring. Oh, you got it. Got to keep doing it. I mean, playing guitar is, uh, uh, I think Willie Nelson said, uh, uh, when they asked, um, someone asked him if he was uh, going to uh, retire and he said, well, he says, the only thing I do is play golf and play guitar, and I don't know which one that I want to give up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. Uh, you know, I've been at this, I've been, you know, playing guitar for, uh, wow, almost 60 years. Wow, that's oh, a long boy. time. <laughs> <laughs> and Well, that's weird because you're only 52. Wow, how did yeah. that work? <laughs> playing in the womb. <laughs> and it's still, but it's still so much fun fun that's cool to, yeah you know, to play yeah. yeah well i i hope that uh i still have the uh, i hope i'm still saying that when i'm you know 52 um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well i'll tell you what it's gonna get there quicker than you want it to i'll tell you yeah. that well uh, you know i was i was uh, in the basement uh playing last night i i said hey guys i gotta i gotta work on getting this episode out my girls are doing their homework and stuff i'm like Look, I'm just going to go down there. I, everybody's doing their own thing. I'm going to go do, and 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 then an hour later after playing guitar, I came back and I'm like, damn it, <laughs> I didn't get anything done. <laughs> Enter, you've entered the black hole. They were all getting ready for bed and everything. I'm like, you guys can't leave me down there. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's just amazing how, uh, like I say, as I'm doing this out, so I... Uh, after being Pro Tools uh, elite, you know, back in, you know, early 2000s. And then uh, I did an album with some uh, people over in Vienna uh, and we everybody's Cubase over there. So I went Cubase. And uh, then I just switched over to uh, Personas back in uh, December. And then I just got it kind of set up and how it worked. And then... Uh, basically with COVID and everything else, I, it's just been in the last six weeks that I've been able to, you know, kind of get back into it. And, uh, and I gotta say, I'm loving that product. That is, uh, it's so simple to use. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, and buying new, you know, new microphones and, you know, this and that and everything. So, but yeah, awesome. it's fun. That's awesome. That is fantastic. Jared, how about yourself? Uh, so my band is going to play a show tomorrow night, and I have to get everything ready, so I have <laughs> to remember everything. It's been since 2012 since I've played out with my own band that I was in. You know, I, I did a tribute show for my dad a few years back, but no, this is this is it here. So I'm, I got out my old, um, you know, the remote. My, the remote instrument cable system, the wireless instrument cable system. And I opened the case, and I don't think I opened the case to that since 2012. Mm. And there were old batteries in there. Oh, nice. So I was, and there was like this film on some of the plastic, and I'm like, I think that might be acid. So I had to, <laughs> so I had to like clean everything off real nice and really good and Got some fresh batteries and gosh, man, it works just like brand fired new. Up. That's fired cool. right up, man. So I got that all straightened out and you know, gotta figure out the strap. I gotta make sure all my strap buttons are tight, just tighten everything up. This yeah. new strings get stretched out yet. And 
Oh. You know, all that kind of... How many guitars are you bringing? I'm only going to use three. Oh, wow. So we we play the first set, six songs. It's only a six-song sh- or a 12-song show. Oh. So there's... There's uh, everything's in D the first six songs, and then everything's in E the the last six songs. So okay, so I'll have one spare guitar and then two guitars that are tuned different. Nice. So three. I think that's a standard anyway to take to a show. You know. I think you need at least twelve. Two or three. <laughs> <laughs> I could take twelve, but my nephew would be very upset with me because uh, he's he's going to handle that stuff for me. So. Nice. You got, a, yeah. you got a roadie and everything. How about got that? Got a little roadie. He doesn't know what he's doing, but, you know, <laughs> you can carry some things here, and he can be a nice little gopher guy, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're excited about it. There, there might be 30, 40 people there in a big, giant theater that seats, you know, 250, 300 people. So, you know, as long as people wear their mask and all that kind of thing, there's plenty of room to spread. Nice. So. Yeah, not keep, to keep, spread, keep the, but, yeah. <laughs> but to keep spread out, to not spread. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and that's about it, man. That's uh, that's what's on my mind right now. Excellent. How about you, Todd? Well, well, uh, so our last episode with Ion Effects, mm-hmm. um, pretty sure I said that right. Yes. <laughs> it got me all screwed up on especially doing Because it's spelled A-I, Well. Right? If you listen to the to the last bit that we always put at the end, now I've well, now my own head is jumbled up on what that's actually called. But anyways, that uh, episode one ninety three, and uh, so his his new site was up and launched yesterday. Oh, uh, so I said, well, I'm, I can't wait to check it out because I actually wanted to look into like you know the kit stuff, and and uh, I ended up spending quite a bit of time on the site. Uh, it's a good. He, he's got a good site going on, but but more important, it's a good product, and I am interested in in building like you know small things and like kits and stuff. Yeah. And one we t- as we talked about on the show, we've talked about this many times. If you are if you are not an a like full or part time builder where you have a stock of all the components, getting components is almost prohibitive to building. Mm. Because it's just so difficult to understand what you yeah, need. Yeah, just just tear open uh, the Mouser catalog or go to the right. Mouser site. Well, he, he uh, he's got uh, something called resources on on the, the website, and it's a resource library. And he's got three articles on there right now, and it says more coming soon. One of which is called parts sourcing, where to buy what. Yeah. And he goes through each of the major components that you need. Like when I say major, it's like capacitors, not like every single one. But he goes deep into detail on if you know you should. I I prefer doing these. I think they're higher quality. If you are gonna get them, get them here, not here. Hmm. Uh, I mean, it it was huge. If if you sat down and said, "Look, I'm trying to do this. Would you help me understand this?" That's exactly what it is. Nice. Super super helpful. Um. And I'm actually—I was actually looking at getting stuff off of w- at least one of the sites that he's like, "Hey, I wouldn't spend too much time there." And I was like, "Well, I'm glad I read this." Mm. So, anyways, uh, that's Aon Effects, A-I-O-N-F-X dot com. Not Ion. Well, Ion. 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 What did I say? Oh gosh, Ian. You, you said Aon. I'm sorry, man. Ian. Aon. <laughs> and yeah, all the. Why don't you just get him to change the spelling? All the things. I, I can work on that. I can work on that. Anyways, he's a, he was a good chap, and uh, that was a great episode, so make sure you guys uh, give that a listen, too. Yes. Good time. Um, 
And, I guess, right about now. One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. Jared. Oh, yes, good old buddy. I, I seem to remember you talking about that you have a gig coming up in the I, next day or two. I do, and I have a pedal board. And what are, you, what are you using for cabling on that pedal board? Well, because my pedals are so close together, oh. and I have a lot of them and stuff. How many? I don't know. Dozens. Like more than two. Ten? Oh, well, I don't know. Wow. Okay. Five to ten or something. That's a big but, pedal board. But I like them in a certain way, and they're not all made the same, so... We use these tour gear cables. Tour gear designs? That's right. Batch wow. cables? These are the best, <laughs> best cables crepe I've ever cables. used. Batch cables? They're crepe cables. They're they, so flat. They're you, so tiny. Joke. They're so small. <laughs> they're, they're small. They're so small they fit in any pedal in any way. You can get S-shaped. So if you're going to a top to jack long, to a side jack, exactly. that's what that's useful for. And yeah. There's tons of different sizes, tons of different uh, shapes. As far as, you know, curvatures and whatever, please check them out. Yep. And uh, they are incredibly affordable. They are very well made. If you go to tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discounts forward slash the guitar knobs, <gasps> you are going to save 10% on your order. Wow. Your entire order. Okay. And the pedal, this is hard to believe that a, that a patch cable this quality, this small, this friendly to your pedal board. Start out at five dollars and thirty-two cents US. That's it. That's for a three-inch cable. That That's going to go from that a top jack. The extra discount. A top jack to a top jack. That's that is before. So now got fifty-three cents. That's right. Oh, times moly. twelve or whatever you want to do. Anyways, I would so, buy a lot of different sizes and shapes. Yes, if I absolutely. Would. Yeah. So tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discounts forward slash the guitar knobs. That's right. And you're going to be happy with your board. All right. Thank you for supporting the four on the floor segment of the guitar knobs. And right now, Kurt Mangan is going to drop us his four on the floor. floor. Hit us. It's a Zen drive. Number one, Uh, Zen drive. Tell us all about it. Uh, Alfonso uh, Johnson gave it to me at a trade show way back when. And, uh, I don't use a lot of distortion or anything, but I, you just kind of want to zero in on just that little bit of dirt, and uh, it does a nice job there. The, and, you know, that that uh, that Zen Drive, maybe one of the the biggest copied pedals. That's a pretty historic pedal there, and I think a lot of people don't even know that. At least um, you know, a lot of people like I didn't know that for a long time. When did time. they come out, Todd? This must have been. Um, around 2007, eight, something like that when I met him. Mm-hmm. And in fact, uh, uh, at the time, I think Alan Hines was uh, also using one of those. And uh, Phil Brown, I think. A lot of the guys were using them back then. And so, so yeah, I, it was, uh, um, yeah, it's been a good pedal. And then I have a um, – uh, Nick Greer, I, I picked up one of his uh, delays and his tremolo, which they are just absolutely, uh, they work for, you know, for me, they work, they they really nail it. Okay, uh, number two is a uh, tremolo unit by uh, Nick Greer. Ah, one uh, of our friends. And uh, Nick, I've known Nick since uh, 2004. We, uh Actually, I was introduced to Nick through uh, Alex Whedon, 
who at the time was uh, in a band down in Austin called Honey Brown. And then he went uh, with uh, Miranda Lambert and has been with Miranda ever since. But uh, he was telling me about Nick. And um, so uh, Nick and I have spoke many, many years. Nick, I was first time I met Nick and we started talking about pedals. Um, there was when many, many years goes back in the seventies when I was still in uh, retail, uh, there was a, a company that, uh, actually, um, uh, shoot groove tube, uh, uh, Aspen Pittman, uh, he was my rep for, uh, these pedals and, uh, they, this, I can't remember the name of the company, but, uh, they made a, um, they made a noise gate. And they made a compressor that was so good. And, and the noise gate at that point that uh, was it, it would uh, the way it worked was so natural. You know, it just worked so good. And anyway, I used to buy them and then sell them and buy them and sell them. And then I sold the last two and I was getting ready to buy some more. And uh, Aspen told me, said, well, they're out of business now. <laughs> so I was talking with Nick about that years ago. And it blew me away how much Nick already knew about that company and uh, and how much he knew about pedals, period. I mean, the history of them, everything about them, what made them work. And so, uh, yeah, he makes a, he makes a great pedal. And so the Tremolo, uh, I've got a uh, uh, red plate uh, blues line uh, okay. amp that I'm using right now that I just love. Henry built and uh, it, uh, but it doesn't have any reverb or anything like, or tremolos like that. So I got his tremolo and it's just, boy, it's just so easy to dial it in. And it just, it just sounds like you want a tremolo to sound. Um, Perfect. And it's, yes. And then, um, you, know, you know, Nick uh, actually is the one who turned me on to your strings. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, I was out at his shop, told the story a couple times, and that, and so that's when we were like, "Hey, we're going to get him on the show." Said that a few times, then bang, now we're now we're on the show. So thanks, roundabout <laughs> way to Nick for for uh, connecting us. He uses, he uses yeah. my pickups as well, man. I mean, he's, yeah. we're all connected with Nick. Yeah. I have his T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my buddy Zach that works for me. I don't have one. Yeah, my buddy Zach wears his hat and his and his videos now yeah. too. So. He's, he's a very popular chap. How about number three? Well, that's the, I'm using his uh, delay. And uh, again, it's, you know, for doing, you know, just like a, a little slapback thing, something like that. Uh, and that's pretty much what, what I do the most of it. But again, uh, there's, there doesn't seem to be any uh, coloration of the tone or any difference, you know, of, of what you have going. And, and and I and all the pedals are just just dead quiet. I mean, there's just no noise. It's just mm-hmm. fabulous. So so I use that. Um, you know, if you if you're doing you know some uh, you know any any sort of you know kind of countryish type things or um, um, you know Chet Atkins type things, stuff like that. It just works really 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 well. Nice. How about number four. It's still a, uh, a CE2 Boss Chorus yep. nice. that, uh, you know, I've just had it, um, you know, I'm, but you know, it's getting, it's, uh, it works well, does, does everything, 
I, I don't use that much chorus, uh, but uh, when I do, it you know it gets the job done. And um, but I understand there's uh, that Nick's got one of those as well. Well, that's a pretty solid four on the floor, Kurt. Um, now, and I was happy to hear that you were going to have a four on the floor for us because uh, you know um, people it's like the most popular like, part of the show. It, it kind of is, <laughs> which makes me wonder: is is the rest of the show? <laughs> <laughs> is it just the fat that we should we, we could, Yeah, we could just spend, you know, 15 minutes doing uh, yeah, the four on the could. floor every week. Sure. We could. We just got to give a, a quick shout out to John Fintel. Uh, we are in the Relay Recording Studios right now. Yes. In the, in the south, and by the, south the I south mean bowels the, of the south bowels <laughs> wing of, of the studio. Uh, and that's where we have our little thing set up here. And John Finnell is a fantastic recording engineer and He's a mastering guy. artist. He's a stand-up guy, and he loves guitar tone, and he is insistent that he helps you find your tone right. while recording, not his. Anyways, we want to just say thanks to him for um, providing us a space to do this in. JohnFintle.com and RelayRecording.com. And if you want to hear some of those awesome tones on guitar, you can check out The Villantinos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you're, you, when you record, then you can do that. Okay. Yes. No plugs until it's recorded. Yes, no plugs until it's recorded. But well, in the meantime, go check out The Villantinos at yes, uh, Spotify. So, Tony. Yes. You've got some history with this man. I, I, how long have I known you, Kurt? It's got to be over 20, 25 years now, I think. Somewhere in that neighborhood, yeah. Yeah, we, we met a long, long time ago at, uh, at one of the Nashville NAMs, I think. It might have been your first NAM show. And uh, you had a, a, a booth there that in the strings and things. And we got to talking a little bit, and I said, you know, I, I love pure nickel strings. At the time, I was using uh, mainly DR strings because they have that nice pure nickel set. And you said, well, well, I do that. <laughs> I said, oh, really? <laughs> and then we talked a little bit longer, and along the way, I became a, a Kurt Mangan dealer. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've tried, I th I'd say, just about everything in the lineup. But why don't you give us kind of a, a, a kind of the you know, what got you started and how do you ended up doing what you're doing right now? Well, it's, you know, there wasn't really any uh, design career path. Um, you know, started playing guitar, you know, when I was 10 and, you know, and when the Beatles came out, you know, you, that I was focused on being a rock and roll star from then on. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another. So you had retail experience and you had, uh, you know, uh, the record deal experience and, and you just keep doing things and then the jingle writing part. And, um, <laughs> so then, uh, I, at, um, and I think it was 86 is when, um, um, I started, uh, working actually, I'd, I'd been down in San Diego doing jingles and we were trying to work on publishing and doing some, uh, trying to do some television and movie type things. And uh, with the uh, uh, introduction of the DX7 and sequencing and ADATs and everything else, uh, all of a sudden, uh, I mean, we did one um, a score for a, a really low budget movie, and but it was $80,000 is what we charged to do it. And then all of a sudden you had guys in their bedroom doing it for 5,000. <laughs> so, 
So, you know, anyway, so I went ahead and had I had offers to move up to L.A. And I'm just probably not an L.A. type of a guy. And so I went ahead and moved up to the Central Coast and uh, still, you know, pursuing a career in uh, music. And, um, you know, Ernie Ball's based there. So I went ahead and applied. They needed the customer service representative. And and uh, so uh, they hired me. And um, and then I was there for uh, 17 years and became uh, director of sales and marketing for uh, a large part of that time and had a great run. Um, you know, working with Ernie was great. Uh, you know, Sterling, uh, he's a great family, learned, um, you know, a lot. Uh, but my job was marketing, but I always enjoyed uh, watching the machines. I just thought they were fascinating and uh, the whole process of making strings. And um, when I felt it was, um, Time to uh, to move on because uh, I wasn't um, well. I wasn't quite ready to retire. And uh, well, you were so only fifty two. <laughs> no, at that time he was. No, actually, oh, that was actually, actually, that is true. I was fifty two <laughs> when, when I decided to do this. I was fifty two years old. Yeah. So you're, you're gonna, you were going to hit a number. You're going to hit it right one of those I know, times. Yeah. Well, and I just and I I just thought, well, you know, I think I think there might be room for. Uh, a small little kind of, uh, you know, company. And um, so we went ahead and um, so I kind of bit the bullet and knowing really nothing about uh, making, you know, the nuts and bolts of it. I mean, I knew how it was done. I knew how the machines, you know, what you needed to do. But as far as really the nuts and bolts of uh, really making strings of, I was very, very ignorant. And uh, so I had to start asking around and doing a lot of research. And I ran into some uh, people that uh, were very helpful. And um, so when we decided to do it and start manufacturing, it was, uh, it was, um, it was, I, I had many nights where I walked the floor going, Kurt, you got to be the dumbest guy that ever walked <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest guy. And um, so but we, we launched. And in fact, we launched at the uh, 2004 uh, Nashville uh, trade show. And uh, we had just tremendous response. And uh, so we just kept doing it. But th- the funny thing is, is that when we, I had someone hired to really kind of train us to do this and two weeks into this whole project, they had to leave. So I've got wire and I've got machines and I've got this and I had hired someone to kind of learn to be a production manager. And so we just kind of said, well, I guess we better figure out how to make this stuff work. <laughs> so baptism by yeah. fire. <laughs> yes, exactly. So uh, every string that we we designed, every every string we came up with, I mean, we basically was from scratch. Uh, no, I knew what I was looking for as far as feel. I wanted something that um, 
I wanted something that if you get excited, it can take it and still and not give you kind of that rubber band sound. But also I wanted something that uh, would, you know, you don't lose those nice little subtle high ends. So, uh, you know, everything we did was from uh, trial and error until we got it to where we really liked it and, uh, you know, experimented with, uh, you know, the, how much tension you had on the uh, core wire while you're doing it and, and, and everything involved. Uh, and some things that I uh, learned over the years about, you know, like our people say, how come your strings are so long? And the reason is, is because you don't know what kind of instrument that string is going to go on. And, you know, if you get, um, if you get something, uh, well, for instance, uh, uh, I had been working with uh, Jimmy Page and uh, the string wasn't long enough on the, uh, the double deck you know, with the 12 string, uh, oh. the, the string wasn't long enough to get all the way to the high G. That's right. So, so I decided that, you know, I'm not, so that's why our string, the length is overall, the string length is uh, 43 inches. And uh, we stopped the winding at about 38 and a half now. Uh, the reason, reason we were at 37, but I went ahead and made it a little bit longer uh, because we we also do some uh, custom wines for uh, callings guitars, and uh, they need that uh, they they like that wine to be a little bit longer. So uh, we've gone ahead and adjusted the machines to get it to where it's uh, pretty almost thirty seven inches for the wine. Um, but the nice thing is, as long as that core wire makes it to the tuning post. Uh, that string will work. It works great. So you don't have to have winding all the way up to the post. You just, cause you're all of your tensions. Well, it's just like a, well, it's just like a plain string, you know, a yeah, plain string, yeah. you know, same thing. So, but you do want that winding to get past the nut. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how we started. And now we're making over 700, uh, different strings. And every time I add something new, I, 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 my wife yells at me, says, why are we doing that? And I says, because I, I can't say no. <laughs> <laughs> I always wondered why Gibson changed where they put their tailpiece on those EDS 1275s. And now you answered my question. The old ones from the 60s, they were down further towards the bottom of the guitar, like Jimmy uh, Page's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you look at the new ones now, and they're up towards the tailpiece, you know, by the bridge so that they could fit normal strings. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, and even some of the, uh, you know, some of the guitars, even some, um, I'm not sure which models it is, but uh, some of them have that uh, split, uh, what do they call it, trapezoid, the uh, the little piece behind the... Uh, trapeze. Trapeze, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, the, the Epiphone. Okay, what's, it, what's yeah. a trapezoid? So I, uh, okay. <laughs> anyway. That's the inlay. Some of, okay. Some of the, because uh, some of them, are split and uh, and then if you've got a, a big headstock, you yeah. know that's a, that's a you need a long string. Long. Yeah. There's so many <laughs> jokes I can throw in there that I'm not. <laughs> but anyways, um, <laughs> so uh, hey, I, I had a I had a, just had a question, and this is something I, we run into this with guitar builders, with pedal builders, and amp builders. Um, 
and even some that have left bigger places. Now you're you left Ernie Ball, like arguably like the biggest one out there. Arguably, I'll say. Um, and you said, you know what? Uh, after 17 years there, there's room for one more. That's a pretty remarkable kind of statement to make understanding, especially coming out of the marketing uh, aspect of it, like just how big that is. <laughs> how was the, like, was that a big hurdle for you or did, did you give it any consideration or just like, nah, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the latter. Yeah. This, this is, this is a piece of cake. I think we can do this. Um, you know, I, I, I've always kind of gone through life uh, uh, just, yeah, why not? You know, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but um, I like yeah, it guy. was, I think what had happened after I had uh, left Ernie Ball, uh, a couple other larger companies had uh, contacted me about coming to work for them. And I had spent all my time at Ernie Ball really just focused on what was the, everybody called the big four at that point, which was Ernie Ball, GHS, D'Addario, and Dean Markley. Mm -hmm. And that's all I focused on. I mean, I didn't, I'd never really focused on any of the other brands that much. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, so one of the companies that had asked me to come to work for them had a string part. They wanted me to see if I could help, uh, resurrect it and uh so uh i uh i was looking at the numbers that they were doing and i'm suddenly going huh wow there's they're doing that much i'm kind of surprised and uh so we got to talking and i said well instead of going to work for you why don't i just buy the company <laughs> and so I've done, we, I've done that a few times. I get it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, and uh, so we we came up with you know. So then I started thinking, well, this, yeah, you know, and so then it, uh, and thank God it didn't work out because uh, yeah, it was it was good that it didn't work out. But then I got to thinking, well, you know, you know, and I at the time I was also selling. Um, uh, sponsorships, uh, event sponsorships and things like that. Cause, uh, that's what, kind of what I was doing at the end, uh, with Ernie Ball too, is that, you know, with the Warp Tour and with, uh, the Ernie Ball, the stage, I had gone out and gotten people to give us money and stuff in kind to, uh, to make those things happen. And, uh, and then I found myself while I was doing it, I was selling a sponsorship, uh, for the Warp Tour. And I, and I said, well, I, I think, I think I kind of like to go into this and uh, but that market really dried up quickly. And I'm sitting there going, well, I'm going to have to do something now. So I, that's why I said, you know, this looks like it might work out. So that's when I decided to go to do it and uh, uh, has not been a walk through the park. Uh, you know, the first thing we, uh, you know, as soon as we get started and, uh, and a lot of things going on, then we, you know, get hit with the, uh, the, collapse of the financial world and so we have to survive that and then uh, around 20 2010 2011 that's when the music industry in general took about a 20 percent hit worldwide or more depending and the guitar market really you know kind of crashed and uh, so we had to survive that (laughs) uh, you know but we just kept you know persevering and kept doing it and um 
you know, we kept at it. And, uh, you know, now after 16 years, it's, uh, you know, I, I sure look forward to getting to work. I like experimenting with uh, new things. And, uh, yeah, we're, it's, you know, we're, we're, the world has changed so much now. Instead of the big uh, four, it's really the kind of the big two and a half. And I don't know that they're, you know, um, we're never going to be a big company. I, there's, I just don't see that there's, uh, number one room for it. And, I don't and, think and people I, want that anymore. I, I really yeah, don't. Nope. I think we're, we're well, far I, too interested in the speciality of the whole thing. And I think, I think that's true too. And, uh, but I think also you have to realize that it took, uh, I mean, my God, uh, it's taken, uh, Ernie Ball's been doing this for, uh, you know, almost what, 70 years now at Diderio and, mm-hmm. and, uh, um, and some of the, like say bigger players are virtually gone now. And like I say, the world has just changed. So like I say, we, we've found our little niche. We just make our little, you know, we just make our strings as, as good as we can possibly make them. We spend a lot, we spend an awful lot of time making sure that they're what they're supposed to be and that they're, they're, they're doing. And also then when I get to, we do, we call it play testing, which is always fun because it usually takes you know, when you put on a 46 nickel to make sure it's in date and right, feels good. You know, sometimes you got to play that thing for 15, 20 minutes just to make sure that it's uh, it's right. And so uh, that's I get a lot of playing time that way. That, that actually answers a, good, a question that we've had several times. Like when you do string something up, what, at what point do you actually start hearing the true sound of the string? Uh, I don't I, you know, with ours, um, boy, it's, and I can't tell you why, but I know that as a player, I mean, I just have to just tug them a couple, three times really, really good and get them. And um, I think with the rap, with what we're doing, it, it, it really, they settle in really fast mm-hmm. and they just, and they just kind of stay there. Okay, cool. And I, but I can't tell you why. I, I wish I knew. <laughs> well, uh, Kurt, you know, you were talking about experimenting and how excited you are to get to work every day, which I think uh, there's the prospect of having that in your life is something that I think we all wish we had if we don't. And if we do, we're lucky we have it. Um, but on as far as that experimenting goes, another big question that we talk about with, that we get and that we've talked about and often, I mean, I know that I've wondered this many times, but why are there, and this is, I know this is probably a big question, but, you know, we can do the best we can to, to answer it. Why are there so many types of strings? When you, when you look at a string, it's like there's a, there's a little cuff, there's a core, and there's a wrap. So... Why are there hundreds and hundreds of different kinds of strings? Can you enlighten us? Well, I, first of all, there's uh, lots of different guitars. That's one reason. Uh, there's lots of different players. Um, you know, people talk about, uh, you know, balance, tension, you know, and all that. And I'm just sitting there going, I, well, I guess if balance, tension works for you, yeah, use it. You know, what is balance, tension? Um, you know, that's... Um, 
you know, pure nickel versus nickel-plated steel versus round core versus hex core. And those are, um, we're all going to actually touch on those, thi- on those yeah. things and expand on those a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just that, uh, and especially when you get into, I mean, when you, every player, first of all, every player has a unique way of making that string vibrate. They had by by their I don't know for lack of a better word the way they attack the string there the way they pick it you know pluck it pull it whatever they do uh, that makes that string move differently so the number one variable in trying to find that if you're a player and you, and you're really passionate about it the the number one variable is the player and then you know by the time you go ahead and, and uh, you know as a player you might play and am I going to do a you know something that's more in the Fender vein am I going to do something that's more in the Gibson vein you know am I going to be a player that uh, you know do I need a Floyd Rose do I need a locking uh, do I need everything locking um, so there's the biggest biggest variables of player then when you start getting in the electric world then you you start getting into okay um you know how what gauges feel good you know what you know uh how much you know you know some some guys you know they 9 to 42 or a variation of that um some guy i mean 1046 is still like the that that is the absolute go-to uh gauging still uh, but there's very, you know, players are starting, you know, they, they start to experiment then. And there are subtle differences between, um, the alloys, uh, there's subtle differences, uh, you know, again, when you're playing it. So there's just not one size that's going to fit all, and there's no real right or wrong on, uh, on any string or any brand. It's just, uh, you, uh, you know, the player has to just experiment enough uh, uh, with what and, you know, until they finally find that sweet spot, which makes it even more with, you know, with an electric guitar, it makes it even harder because, first of all, you got you got to get the, you know, there's a player, then there's the guitar and then there's the pickups and then there's the chord and then there's the effects and then there's the amplifier and you're looking for that, you know, that sweet spot and you finally get it and somebody moves the couch and it's gone. <laughs> and uh, I mean, that's that's the 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 challenge of of it all. And then, you know, it's just finding what works for you. And uh, that takes time. Now, I answer a lot of emails and a lot of um, phone calls, you know, and, and I can ask some questions and I say, well, this might be a good place to start, but it's probably not going to be, it may not be where you finally end up. Now, acoustic guitars is a whole different thing. It's just you, it's, you know, there's still the player. That's a big variable, but it's, it's the guitar and finding the, um, you know, which alloy really makes uh, it, it work. I've had a couple builders come, uh, to the shop with different, you know, with a cedar top or Sitka or, uh, you know, maple backs in size, uh, mahogany, rosewood, uh, koa. And um, we we went ahead and changed all kinds of things, uh, you know, Monel, we, we round core. And 
there are certain strings that, you know, you put them on a certain guitar, a certain alloy, like an 80-20, if you've got a guitar that just is a little kind of dark sounding or, you know, just some, you know, an 80-20 just sometimes just wakes that instrument up. Uh, if you've got an instrument that's already pretty lively, pretty bright, the phosphor bronze just seems to... Um, you know, it, it, phosphor. I, I guess if you're going to describe it, it's kind of like a, uh, kind of like the old NAB curve. You know, where the the highs are up, the lows are up, and the mid range just you know a little softer sounding in there. Mm. So, and Monel is a totally different animal. You know, you know, <laughs> before you jump into Monel, because that is one of the that that's that is sort of the maybe some of the secret sauce that I know it's not really a secret, but. Um, we talked at length about this on one of the previous shows. I want to, we got a couple things that we want to attack. Uh, speaking of picking attack, we want to just make sure that we hit these. Cause I think they're, they're core things that we want to answer for the audience. Um, and uh, Tony has got a couple of those. Um, and actually, you know what? I'm going to start that. What, can you explain to us, and I know you were just about to do that right before I <laughs> stopped you from doing it, but I just want to set up that, you know, we want to hit a couple things. So if we'll pepper you with a couple questions real quick, the Monel strings, M O N E L. The first time I had heard that when I is when I was out with Nick Greer, as, as, as formerly mentioned. And, uh, I heard him play his guitar. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, why does that guitar sound so incredible? He's like, these are Manel strings. These are from Kurt Bangin. And I'm like, okay, sold. And um, I was absolutely blown away when I put them on my uh, on my guitar. I mean, it it literally felt like felt like I was playing a new guitar. Like the, there was a sheet lifted off of them. It, I I was so thrilled with it. And um, you know, when you get to get, when you get really excited and you're like, man, you got to try this. Oh my gosh, this is going to change what it, that's a, that's a nice feeling to have because you're happy about it and you get to share that with somebody else. And and I found that in using your strings specifically when I, when I tried those Monels, but can you tell us a little bit? So we have a better understanding about Monel strings. Well, Monel is a, uh, boy, it's an old material. It's been, um, around since uh, the turn of the last century. Um, and it was really the go-to material. I mean, Monel is 67% uh, pure nickel, 30% copper, and 3% of uh, oh, magnesium, zinc, and uh, manganese, and all this these other materials. But what makes Monel uh, kind of special is that uh, – it's very uh, anti-corrosive. It's in fact, it's very resistant to salt water. They use it for, uh, I, you know, propellers and drive shafts on ocean uh, vessels. They use it on aviation products. They use it on high-end trumpet valves. Um, but that's one of the benefits of it. But uh, unlike stainless steel, which also has some of those qualities, it feels good. And it has its own unique uh, tonal color. Uh, but like, say, Gibson Martin, they, they used uh, Monel on uh, a lot of, in fact, that was really the go-to alloy up till, from what I can 
gather up to around World War II. Um, they were using that on you know, you know all the all the instruments. In fact, the Gibson sonomatic strings were Monel, and uh, and Gibson uh, during the war it seemed like that's kind of when the acoustic world, which was really most of the in- industry at that point, the electric market hadn't really started. But most of the industry uh, kind of went to 80-20 bronze, which is uh, 80% copper and 20% zinc. And um, But Gibson stayed with uh, Mon-El uh, all the way up to somewhere around 1972. All the sonomatic strings were uh, Mon-El. And so a lot of the... Uh, I would have to think that a lot of the prop, the pickups that Gibson developed over the years were probably uh, based around Monel strings, and um, so that's that was one reason I I wanted to get back into Monel a long long time ago. I just wanted to uh, I wanted to hear what it sounded like because I had because I remembered there was a certain kind of feel and sound on. Uh, on you know Les Pauls and 335s and SGs when when you were using the Monel there was just kind of a there was a tonal thing there it was kind of neat and of course in the Fender world it was, Fender world it was uh, it was all pure nickel and then eventually it you know went to nickel plated steel but um, so the Monel like I say when we finally were I actually had wire on order for uh, three or four years and. Um, and I would, yeah, every once in a while, I would call back and say, how's that coming? Oh, we're waiting for materials, okay. And then I'd get busy doing something else. And I'd say, oh, yeah, I'm still working on this Monel thing. And then uh, uh, Martin did uh, release uh, the retros. Uh, and I'm sitting there going, hmm. So I called back and I said, uh, got any Monel? And he goes, yeah, how much you want? <laughs> so I said, okay. Because I was ordering like 20, 30 pounds, you know, versus hundreds of pounds. And so, yeah, so that's when we uh, were able to get the wire and uh, all of it was the answer. So, uh, but it is, uh, uh, Monel is, uh, I've got a, a Collings uh, city limits and uh, with, with Lawler's in it. And uh, gosh, you, you put the Monels on there and you can, there's just something where you get this real rich, rich tone on the, uh, the neck pickup. And when you put it back on the uh, the bridge, it, it, there's just this little growl you get. Mm. That's you know. So on that Sold. particular, <laughs> it's it's just like I say. I just it, like that. And on, again, on acoustics, depending on the acoustic. Uh, in fact, we do really well with Monel mandolin strings. Um, and uh, we've got a local builder here in. Uh, Cortez uh, called San Juan Mandolins. Uh, Bobby Whittingham uh, builds. So he builds, I don't know, seven, eight a year, and they're you could buy a car for what they cost. But uh, <laughs> they are. He's he's a fabulous, just a I mean, meticulous builder. And uh, he came in with uh, uh, Alex uh, Johnstone, who is a mandolin player, uh, plays with Rapid Grass, uh, and. Uh, they came in. We 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 took uh, one of the mandolins and we put you know eighty twenty on it, phosphor and uh, the, the monel. And on that particular build, the uh, the monels just you know we all just went, yeah, they all sound good, but the monel on that particular one is just 
Yeah, that's, it's it's that, something special to hear. If you hear it right, it's like it, you. I, I mean, I stopped in my tracks when I heard that the first time. Um, Tony, can you? We, well, before we we depart from Manel, yeah. Uh, what's your? Do you prefer the hex core or the round cores, and why? Well, I tell you, it's the differences. The differences are, um, for the most part, it's subtle. Uh, I think what I was surprised was is that uh, when we first started building Roundcore, I was surprised that there was virtually no difference in the actual tension. Uh, the first uh, set of 1046 uh, uh, pure nickel that uh, I had built, I put it on uh, a um, floating, you know, basically a Stratocaster uh, with a floating tremolo. And I expected I was going to have, for some reason, I thought because of the, the thickness of the core wire being totally round that there might be a little more mass and maybe a little more tension. But there's absolutely, my experience, I didn't have to do anything to that guitar, period. Uh, with the round core, you do have to stretch them out a little bit more. You've got to be careful to make sure that you get them um, installed and stretched out and really clamped down before you cut off the, the end. Um, because if you cut it off before, uh, that string will probably unravel a little bit and you're going to lose uh, intonation and uh, um and also, uh, it, they sound kind of thuddy real quick. So that's that's one of the challenges with round core is that so getting them to, getting them to tension before you cut them. That, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you want to make see the way the round. In fact, I'm working on a new video right now that's really uh, going to show everything about how a round core string every more more than you ever wanted to know about a round core string. Um, so I, I don't know how long it's going to be, but I'm going to go through it and like say, okay, this is, so what you have to do is that I've got a, a, a machine that as we're putting the ball in on the wire, what it does, uh, I, the term that's used is called sledging. Uh, it, what it does, it sledges the uh, round core towards the end of where the wrap goes and when it, it creates a, a sharp edge so that when the core, when the wrap wire gets there, it has about a half an inch of um, something sharp to hang on to um, so that uh, it doesn't come unraveled until you, you know, get ready to use it or you don't want it to come unraveled uh, even when you do. So uh, it, what, where you really notice it is like if you're doing phosphor bronze or especially phosphor bronze because it uh, phosphors stretches, the material kind of stretches. And uh, when you make that string, when you're on the side, the op, the inside of that, uh, I'm trying to describe it, the material, the, the winding that is past where the sledge is, if you take that winding, it's like a spring. You can actually pull it. But on the other side of it, it's tight, really tight. So that's why when you're putting it on a, now it's pretty easy if you're putting it on a guitar 
that has a uh, an eye in the post because you just put it on, you clamp it down, everything gets tight. So the uh, the wrap wire uh, and the core wire all get clamped down and they're under pressure so they don't move. So then you just cut off, once it's set, you cut off the, uh, the excess and you're good to go. But when you're putting it on a slotted tuner, uh, like on a Strat or a Tele or something like that, it's, you have to, that's where you've got to, uh, what I find works. If The good thing is, is that uh, the pure nickel and the nickel plated steel is a little more forgiving uh, than on a, uh, than the bronze things. So uh, what we, what we like to do is uh, if you go past, like say you're putting on the E string, the, the low E on um, the, um, on a strat, I like to go to about where, as you've got the string tight and, you know, you're pulling it, I like to go to about where the D string post is. Mm -hmm. And there I put a, uh, a really tight crimp, you know, mm -hmm. like, and then I'll cut it at, uh, you know, leaving about, you know, five, half an inch, five eighths of an inch, and then get it in that hole and then wrap it around and get it tied up real yeah. quick. And if you do that, uh, I've, I've never had any problems with, with anything coming undone, but that, but if, if you cut it off first and then put it in, there is that, like I say, there is, you, you gotta be really quick mm -hmm. to make sure it doesn't come unraveled. So that's, that's a great that, tip. Yeah. But that's the, that's the, uh, the challenge with, with round core versus hex. Hex is very forgiving in the manufacturing and the installation. And another thing about uh, round core that I uh, learned uh, is that uh, on the, I've got a guitar at home that I, I try to play about half an hour every morning, acoustic. And uh, on the first um, phosphor bronze round core we did, I, I put it on that guitar and, and after about eight months because uh, I don't change my strings on that guitar very as much as I should. Uh, but after about eight months, um, I do a couple tunings where I bend the, uh, on the third fret on the G string, I, I bend that and I tend to wear through the wrap wire. And it's not a problem on hex. I mean, yeah, you can feel that it, uh, you've got, a, you're missing some, um, wire there but and you've got a little divot but it the, the string stays intact and it still it still sounds good but when you do that on a uh, a round core string and you wear through it especially on foster with stretches that string is it sounds like it's it's just a thud thud yeah <laughs> and so that again uh that's you know one of the things about round core that uh you know people need to be aware of is yeah it's you've got to be but there are, then you start talking about the total differences between round and hex. And there are some subtle, um, there are some subtle little, um, it's similar, but it seems like the round chords, it, it, it just vibrates a little, it's more open sounding, maybe. So, okay. I don't know if that's the exact word, but it's just a little, um, and I've read some things where they say that, well, the hex core can't vibrate the same way that a round core can. And, and, and that, 
you know, maybe that's true because, uh, but there is a little difference in, in kind of the, for lack of a better word, the chime of it. Mm. And, um, and there's, I don't think that there's much measurable difference in the actual tension of that string, but there's a, there's kind of a softness. And when you're bending uh, around core string, it feels just, to me, it feels just, uh, it's a little smoother. And I, I think maybe it's because the core wire can slip uh, underneath the, the cover wires mm. where, on, where on a hex core, it's not moving. It's, it's, you know, it's pretty thing. So there are some little subtle differences. That's interesting. Um, and I, I, again, one's not better than the other. They're both great products. Um, but like I say, to it depend again in that search to find your sweet spot. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I got I got to say, when we started, I hadn't really thought about doing uh, nickel plated steel uh, round core, and then I had a request to do it, and I said, sure, and. Uh, but I gotta say that is a lively, lively string, and uh, and then I got to think of that also. There was a when the industry was switching over to hex core, and when uh, the industry switched from pure nickel to nickel plated steel, they still just called it nickel wound. They didn't say, "Hey, we're switching over here." They just called it. They just continued to call it nickel wound. Mm. There was a period probably starting around 68, 69 in that era up through maybe 75, 76, somewhere in that area where probably most of the nickel plated steel strings being played were nickel plated on round core. And uh, so it is, it's a pretty lively, it, it's pretty lively. I mean, it's, it's uh um, if you're, you know, like I say, if you're looking for something like, if you're looking for, you know, just, you know, that type of a tone, it, it's, a, it's, it's pretty, like I say, it's, uh, I got, I like it. I like it a lot. Kurt, this has uh, been super informational. I mean, there, we can talk for ages about this and I will mention that there's a really great page on your site right now that uh, says, what, what guitar strings should I use? And that is a fantastic place to start, especially after you've heard this episode. What I wanted to ask, though, um, is there anything um, new or exciting that we should be aware of from Kurt Mangan strings? We introduced the world's first customization uh, string set um, ability. In other words, you can go to our site and go to uh, custom strings. And what it allows the uh, user to do is that you can go ahead and design your own personalized set where you select the exact gauges that you want. And so you do, and also we have it in all the round core, all the different alloys. So there's different ones you do, but you go ahead and create uh, the gauges that you want to do. And then you also can put your name on the label. So, you know, you can have uh, your own personalized, uh, you know, signature set. And then you can also upload your own uh, artwork. That is awesome. 
Uh-huh. And it's, it's, it's actually the uh, number one selling thing we have on our website right now. Um, and it's, so it's, cool. it's really fun. And so you, the, 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 the user creates the label. Uh, we download it, uh, print it, and uh, create, uh, you order four sets at a time. And uh, it's, uh, and we turn it around, you know, just instantly. And uh, so if somebody places it by, uh, well, if they place it by 11 o'clock in the morning, it's usually out the door by one o'clock that afternoon. Wow. That is so cool. And especially, hey, with Christmas coming up, everybody, that is <laughs> yeah, really, definitely. really awesome. But and, that, aside and, that, from- and that's a ridiculously low order number, four sets. Come on. Yeah. Um, it, well, and Kurt, I come from a marketing background as well. That's, that's what I do for a living. So like, as soon as you said that, I was like, Whoa, jackpot. That's awesome. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And some of the, some of the artwork that, that, uh, I mean, some of the labels that, uh, the, the customers have put up there are just, I mean, they, they've really, they fought through it and it's, uh, so it's, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. So people can go do that right now on your site. That's yeah. what you're telling me. Right. It's, it's rolling. That is awesome. Super awesome. Uh, now, so everybody, this is your chance to have your own custom set of strings, not only custom set of strings, but custom package of strings. So what you can, you can take those to your next gig and accidentally spill them out of your bag and impress other people. (laughs) Like these are my, these are my signature signature set, bro. Right, and you don't have to start your own string company to get your name right. on the label. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's. I don't know. Did your lawyers tell you not to do that at all? <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Very, very cool. Um, and of course, you're always coming up with new. As you mentioned, you're always coming up with you know trying to figure out new ways to make guitars sound awesome through your strings. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you need to check out Kurt Mangan strings at kurtmangan.com get yourself a set of customized strings or or any of the other ones that are on there um you know we got them we spread them around uh to uh each of us uh tony you know we're all we all started putting them on our guitars started sharing them out with a couple others so um if you like them spread the word uh so my friend uh and my employee zach and his friend buford they do a, a it's a real story called, by the way. Well, yeah. They do a uh, string debate. And it's called the the great string debate and it's on YouTube. And they've been doing this for like 2 years and they they highly regard the you know Kurt strings and and uh I just want Yeah, so they they've tested out how that. many what like I mean all they they've they've just for 2 years they've tested out every, all yeah, the strings. Every every really? Yeah, yeah, I think every string yeah. in the world that they could get their hands on, even stuff from China and Japan or wherever they could find yeah. it. So, I mean, they're just too – they just have fun with it. You know, Zach's in his pajamas sometimes, and, they're, <laughs> and, they, and they have a sip of whiskey, and they talk about strings all night, you know. But <laughs> yeah, but really, I got I to I get a job like that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He does many things, but I just wanted to mention that, and uh, and I wanted to mention them and – you know? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, would have to, I have to go watch that. 
Yeah. The well, great string debate. Well, Kurt, thank you so much for, for uh, embarking on this so many years ago and making some really incredible strings um, because I know I'm, I believe I, I believe I sound better. I feel like I sound better and that's excellent. Well, we sure appreciate your support. Ladies and gentlemen, it, it's time for the awesome little jiggity thing called what or now, it, whenever whenever Jared starts to 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 freeform, it's just it's dangerous. It's like dangerous and ugly. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you take it from the top? Right. Yeah. Let's All try right. this again. Okay. Stick to your to the script that you made up. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for a little thing called Would you That was a little different. He must, a little, yeah. he must that's, be that's practicing the, uh, for the big he's show. He's trying to impress you, Kurt. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's good. That's, good. that's the, you know, luxury version of the, of the jingle. So. Yes. So right. let me give you, let me give you a little scenario. You're walking down the street. You go to garage sale and you buy this really cool old school brass lamp. And then it's kind of like, you know, what you got to do is you got to, you know, clean it off. So the guy didn't have a rag. So he just starts to rub it with his hand. And, and it's then not a spittoon, right? Right. It's not a spittoon. Okay. The tobacco does not come out. <laughs> Instead, a genie comes out. A genie. And he says, you've got one choice between two things here. Uh-huh. You can A, have dreamy licks, as in play really well on your guitar or, or maybe is it maybe like you just get blessed with a whole bunch of um, awesome songs at one time exactly or would you rather have a new guitar your dream guitar that's right so i, I recall dream him guitar. saying that as i was looking for a tiffany lamp nearby and i wanted to before we got into that i wanted to thank our executive producer john jackson for that he loves this part of the show by the way thank you very much john for sending that in you bet okay so the would you rather is mr genie's going to grant us a wish we can have we can be just get us zapped with some amazing licks and some cool songs or we can have instantly our dream guitar yep that's a pretty good challenge because the whole point is we like playing so we want to play cool stuff right yeah yeah i guess so tony tony's gonna hit it off we're gonna rule check number in with one. jared rule and, number one when yeah. dealing with a genie always ask for more, more wishes, wishes. <laughs> yeah. that's correct but this was kind of a jerk and he only gave you two things to choose well it's from. a garage sale genie what are you gonna yeah do? i guess uh, so you know yeah all right you get what you pay for tony baloney you know, uh, I th as 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 nice as having a, a a dream guitar would be, um, and I have a few of those actually yeah. already. Yeah, well. I think I would rather have the uh, the the dream licks and or songs or whatever because if it's really that good, one it can make you a boat ton of money to go buy that dream to guitar. go buy that dream guitar right. and uh, and it lasts forever. That's true. Sometimes, mm -hmm. many times. So I think I'm going to go with the uh, uh, option. Was it option two option or op two. option two? The no, that was option one. 
Option one. That was option one. Whichever yeah. option was the one with the dream licks slash song. Yes. That's right. That's a good choice, Tony. Jared, how about yourself? I'm going to side with good old Tony Baloney this time, man. Interesting. Oh, I'm usually on an island by myself. Yeah. I have my dream guitar of all time. It is a 1962 SG. Well, it's, it's a Les Paul, but it was... Less you know, they yeah, later SG called body, it an SG. Yeah. Anyway, Ebony Block. So that there you go. So I'm definitely taking the song knowledge. I cannot write songs. I can't write songs. I am not great at coming up with, you know, chord progressions. I can play licks all day on chord progressions, but I wish I had more of that and more knowledge about it so I can get out of this never ending pentatonic box. You know, mm. so I'm mm. definitely There's lots of videos on that. Uh, well, I don't have the, you know, patience you, to yeah. watch the old 80s videos. So <laughs> I'm definitely going with the instant knowledge. Hey, maybe we could write together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, love, love, Mickey. Yeah. Kurt, how about yourself? Which one are you doing? Knowledge. Licks. More songs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, this one's going to be unanimous. I mean, because... <laughs> Except for Todd. Well, here's the problem. I don't know what my dream guitar is. I, I honestly, I don't. If I was... I, I've been sitting there trying to think, like, is it my dream guitar? Because I come up with lots of new stuff, like, all the time, mm -hmm. and that I like. Mm -hmm. It, Of course, it can always be better, um, but... You have some pretty nice guitars. I, I, I don't, though. I, yeah, don't, yeah, I really do. don't. But they're all you, though. That's yeah. the thing. Well, um, I've got some okay guitars. It would be, I would love to expand on my guitar collection. I think you need a black Falcon. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say no if someone handed it to me. Ladies but, and gentlemen, yeah, he actually yeah. has some nice guitars. Uh, yeah, Todd, I, I really Todd's don't. MO is a black guitar with a gold, gold flake. And they're gold all like that. Pick guard. Yes, gold and, heavy. And, and that gets you, that's, that's a black Falcon, my friend. That, that's yeah. it. Anyways, well, I don't want that right now. Okay. I, I'm gonna go for the the dreamy licks. Your wish is granted. Boof. Yes, because now I can actually be a better, you know, non. Well, yeah, it'll just be better. A better be communicator. The, the songs, yeah, the songs in your band are actually pretty good. So thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, They're no stranger songs, but no. Well, what are you gonna do? So uh, that's unanimous. We don't have too many unanimous. No, very. That is the plural of unanimous. Unanima. Unanima? That's I don't want one of those. But um, anyways, yes, that was a great. Would you rather? It was. Thanks so much for sending that in, John. John, he's an executive producer. That's right. All right, we are going to thank a few people right now. Um, first of all, we need to thank Kurt Mangan for swinging in, hanging out with us. Um, it has been an honor to talk to you and a pleasure to talk to you and we're yep. grateful that you're out there doing your thing man thank you thank you for having me where can people go get that stuff uh kurtmangan.com and also there's uh, retailers across the country and uh, if you're listening in europe and uh uk there's uh there's uh places over there as well but like I say, if uh, the whole catalog's at KurtMangan.com, and uh, yeah. Awesome. 
And also, we'd like to uh, go ahead and um, let you know that uh, if you want to use guitar knobs as a coupon, uh, you can go to the website and get 15% off. That is nice. Absolutely fantastic. I am going to go get the best deal of the uh, day for bunch. I was trying to think of what the expletive term I could use for a large amount, but whatever that is, imagine that in your head right now. And that's what I'm going to do. You can get Villatino. I'm gonna, there you go. That sounds fantastic. Um, so, all right, everybody get over to Kurt Mangan.com. C U R T M A N G A N.com and plug in guitar knobs into the coupon code and your life is going to be that much better. 15% much better times a thousand because you got new strings. It's fantastic. Thank you so much for doing that for us, Kurt. We really do appreciate it. Um, Tony Baloney. Yes. We have a a special group of people that we have to thank, that we like to thank, that we love to thank. We love them. These are our executive producers. Now, Kurt's probably wondering, what's an executive producer? Hmm? <laughs> As he laughs. <laughs> Our executive producers make this podcast possible. They pay the bills. They pay the bills, plain and simple. Right. We like people to pay the bills. Well, it, it's as more, many moral bills support, as possible. Like, there's a lot more. Well, just... there's more than that. <laughs> but yes, it, it really does help. So if you're wondering how you can become an executive producer and help produce this very podcast, make it possible. Go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and you can find a couple of different levels in which you can participate. Yes, Each right. level comes with some really great thank you gifts, including t shirts, barefoot buttons, oh, keychains, stickers, stickers, keychains, all, all kinds of little swaggy bits of stuff. Ephemera. All the good stuff is there. But at the executive producer level, there's one more very special thing. Todd, what is that? You get to have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing. I sound just like Jared. You sounded exactly like Jared. Oh, my name is Todd. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what I said? (laughs) That's very sexy. I don't don't sound like that at all. What are you talking about? (laughs) So while these two argue about who's going to say what, I'm going to say a special thank you to all of these executive producers. Tom Barazin, Martin Cliff, John Daly, Chris Carney, Darren Gregory, Doug Christ, Michael Van Zant, Ken Sayers, Brian Robison, Michael Senchuk, Stefan Lamb, Johnny Knowles, Anthony Lanthrop, John England, Tyler Bray, Brad Partridge, Chris Heidel, John Esterly, Doug Gann, Justin Jones, Brett Alexander, James White, Matt Hart, Liam Martin, James Pennington, Richard Kendall, Ty Harmon, John Williams, Michael DeLucio, John Jackson. Yep. And Jason Roush. Right on. Thank you. Jason Roush, new guy. Uh, Not so fast, Todd. Uh Not so fast because there is a a penthouse level. There is. Yes. An upper level. The upper level. We call them our grand poobas. It's the orange card that you put into the elevator. Not just anybody can get into this. The fezzy orange card. These are our grand poobas, and they get a very special fez to wear whilst listening to the podcast. And at the same time. And at the same time. That's right. (laughs) Whilst. Yes, they they, they have to do it. Yes. Yeah. And there's some other really great thank you things that you get 
Get a, get a, a guitar knobs, oh. pedal board flashlight, pedal board flashlight, oh, and so all you kinds of other stuff. And we do giveaways like crazy, people. Yeah. Crazy, yes. crazy, mad giveaways. Look out for a special one coming up. So let's thank our bestest friends, our bestest buddies, our grand poobas, Jonathan Jerusic, yeah. Corey Nigro, David Kaminga, Cody Lane, Cody Foster, Sean S. Yes. Tommy Manasco, Mark Garten, Adam Johnson. Steve Keys, Zach Melton, and Tim Nowak. Hey. Yeah, thank yep, you, yep. thank you, thank we you, each you. and every one of you. Thank yes. you. And uh, you know, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be approaching our 200th episode really Ooh. quick here, which I'm just—it's crazy to think about. 200 wow. is just three numbers, but when you it, when you start going like, wow, that's actually a lot of things. Um. It's it's a pretty it's a big landmark for well, us. When you think about it, there's 52 weeks in a year. Well, it's not quite that simple, but <laughs> <laughs> anyways. But we're gonna we're going to be giving away several things yep. when we hit that. So just just to, just so you know, one of those kind, are going to our patrons. Okay, one of a kind things. Yes, and we might we might get on the outskirts on a on a uh, couple of non-patron things, but for sure the patrons are going to get some uh, some awesome stuff. So now is the chance to get on that. Uh, let's see, Tony Baloney. Yes. Where can people find you? Just head over to pickguardian.com. You can check out some of the stuff I have available for ordering online, see some of the projects and things that I do. But, you know, by and large, what I do is custom work. So shoot me an email. Let me know what you need, what you're thinking about. If you have a photo, whatever. Let's if you want just, your guitar to look like the cool kid on the block, you need to talk to Tony. Oh, I can't absolutely. imagine. I cannot imagine yes, going anywhere absolutely. else. Absolutely. So go over to pickguardian.com if you want to check out some stuff on Instagram. Uh, You can go to pickguardian and the number one and see some of the, we've talked about some of these special projects. I post pictures there. I'm giving Tony the number one right now. Yes, number (laughs) one. (laughs) Jared, how about yourself? Well, if you need pickups, old pickups that are new pickups, I screwed that up. That's okay. (laughs) If you need, how about if you wanted (laughs) new pickups that look old? This is your own pitch, man. No, I can't do it. So if you need new pickups that look like old pickups to put in your old guitar or new guitar that looks old as well. Oh, that hurt. Go to brandwellpickups.com. I also do normal looking sets, uh, whatever. I do a lot of uh, good rewinds. Go see my new show, Rewind Time with Brandwell Pickups. And if you want to hear what these things really sound like, listen to the Valentino album. That's true. All yep. over that thing. Hey, uh, you can send me an email, Todd at the guitarnobs.com. You can also DM me on Instagram at guitarnobs and uh, share what you're into with, with your guitar world. And we'd love to hear from you. Send yeah, us a would you rather. The guitar world. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to share that stuff, I'll listen, but whatever. Uh, and we need to, again, mm-hmm. one more time on our way out the door. Before we turn off the lights, say a colossal thank you to Kurt Mangan, legendary string builder for being on our show. Thank you. You are welcome. Our door is open to you anytime, my friend. All right, everybody. Have a fantastic guitar week and subscribe. I think I have the vapors. He had it coming. He had it coming. And Jared's going to stop playing with the tape on his microphone. And uh, we're going to do this. <laughs> ben, grab a piece of beef jerky and a slushie. Get back in the car and head down to uh, Manganville. <laughs>
<laughs> Jared is oh, just no, waiting no, no, no. to say dirty words right now. Did you get the script in the mail? No. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Farting, playing with tape. Oh, dear. <laughs> like, it's like a seven foot five year old. Oh, Jared, what are we going to do with you? Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.